Welcome to You, But More Powerful. I'm your host, Rhiannon, and this is your go-to podcast for raw and expansive messages from health, fitness, business, and mindset, and as always, with a little bit of fun sprinkled in. My purpose is to help you step into your most powerful self and build your dream life. You'll gain clarity, connection, and confidence with a whole lot of practical skills along the way. I know you're in exactly the right place to level up, build the body, mindset, and life you absolutely love and thrive in. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the You But More Powerful podcast, the go-to for all your education, your brain gains, your challenge, and your change in perspective, and honestly, overall, just good vibes. If you are a new listener here, welcome. And if you are returning, welcome back. And as always, if you do love this episode, please do share and tag on Instagram or send it through to someone you think will be able to benefit from listening. And a big special welcome. So there's been a little bit of a hiatus. However, hopefully all going well. Welcome to those that are watching on YouTube. I do, I think my handle is at PT with Re, but I'm going to leave a link in the show notes. I'm new to this space. So I just wanted to welcome you all and yeah, excited. I'm not sure about you guys, um, but I absolutely love watching YouTube, um, especially while I'm doing cardio. And would love for you guys to head over to my channel and subscribe. There's a lot more coming your way. And I'd love to hear your feedback on things that you want to be able to see more of. But let's get into today's podcast. And it's all things training, fundamentals, common mistakes, all the ins and outs and in between. So it is, I guess, no secret that I I love training. I honestly do. I love being in the gym. Yes, I know I'm a personal trainer and it's my job to do so. Um, but it hasn't always been this way. And I mean, I did first get into training. I think I had a gym membership around 17, 18. If you want to hear my whole story, make sure you listen to episode one. But I really did start to ramp things up um, after, you know, 17, 18, 19, just kind of playing around. Um, And things did start to ramp up when I began um, or met and started dating my current partner who was actually competing um, in a bodybuilding competition at the time. So I was much heavier than I I am now. And my form was absolutely shocking, (laughs) but I was showing up consistently over time. And there's a lot of things that I have learned, developed, grown from over, especially the last, I, I, I feel old when I say this, but like the last 10 years. So I really built my confidence with just learning, trying, asking questions. Um, you know, sometimes I guess like my tough exterior is what got me through this journey as I reflect on it. But later I really did break down, you know, being able to get more in touch with actually how I felt and not just blocking things away, but you know, whatever, whatever that sort of looks like for you, whatever journey, um, I think it's really important to always be stepping outside of your comfort zone and, you know, whether it be a toe, whether it be a full leap is really just kind of pushing those edges and pushing the boundaries. But anyway, I'm, I'm kind of getting a little bit off topic, but I am really passionate about training. Um, and I guess like, like a lot of the men and women that I do work with, um, you know, one of the things that we do have in common is training the absolute love for it. Um, and it is really important that we lay a, a solid foundation and really get in tune with what we're doing in terms of movement, movement patterns. And, you know, in my opinion, it almost becomes a little bit meditative. Like it's like a form of meditation for myself when, um, and I, and I shared this with, um, my mom, I've actually been um, training her a little bit in the gym as well. And, um, 
yeah, really being able to connect with yourself, your breath, your muscles, be really in the zone, especially when you're lifting some heavy weight, right? You're really building it up. You do need to be concentrating and focused on what you're doing. You're not thinking about other things. You're thinking about not crushing yourself under these, you know, specific movements. So it's important to develop the skills um, and build up the muscle and the strength and the size to be able to, you know, execute and perform well and avoid risk of injury and all that kind of stuff. But really connecting on that, like that deeper level as well. It is that that, that mental clarity that I always get after a gym session. And yeah, just being able to share that with a, a few people within the team and just general conversation. I think um, in the beginning, if you're only new to this, you're probably thinking your meditation sounds a little bit crazy to what my meditation sounds like. Um, but anyway, I, I, I won't keep going on about that. But let's get into kind of the weeds of today's episode. And it's really going through um, the functions, you know, of our muscles, the the foundations, the principles, you know, what, what training is, I guess, all about. So really when it comes to, you know, the function of our muscles, if we start there, it's really about supporting, you know, our bones, holding ourselves together, that our muscles need fuel, they need rest, they move us, they're responsible for so many different things, so many, you know, different muscle contractions in a day from blinking, smiling, talking. They help us maintain our body temperature. Um, They're involved in breathing, in digesting food, emptying our bladder, um, pumping blood, you know, around and keeping our heart beating. So yeah, muscles are extremely important. And fun fact, it really, I really sparked my interest in, you know, muscles and all this kind of stuff way back when, when I first finished school and did my beauty diploma, the anatomy and physiology subjects were my absolute fave, but Anyway, I'll get in, I'll get into that sort of stuff later, but really when we're we're taking the, I guess the basis of resistance training, it's essentially the principle that our muscles and the muscles in our body are going to work to overcome, you know, and resist force when they're required to do so. Okay. So we can actually, we can actually build that strength and, and, and build that force and that resistance there. If we're repeatedly and consistently training our muscles to become stronger. So we need to apply that, that force, um, overcome it and, and get stronger. So obviously I'm, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't need, need to know all these little bits and pieces in terms of like why it's important, but I thought I'd throw these in there anyway. Obviously physical activity is important for our overall health, our fitness, our quality of life, but it really does help, you know, reduce things. It improves our bone density. It reduces our risk of chronic conditions like, you know, type two diabetes, heart disease, cancers, mental health conditions, the list goes on. Um, and you know, if that isn't enough, obviously lower back pain. It slows down age-related decline. It increases our metabolism. Hello, more food. That's a vibe. (laughs) So you can see there are obviously a lot of benefits when it comes to training. So the reason I want to actually differentiate between this as well is when we're talking about training versus exercising, I think it's really important to understand the differences here. So exercising and training, you know, you may just kind of loop them and bundle them in the same, but they're actually not. So training is actually a method of exercising with a more specific purpose or end goal. Okay. So as opposed to just exercising and, you know, these are some of the definitions that I've adopted. Um, I haven't created them myself, obviously everyone's going to have varying, but I think it's really important to differentiate the two because 
exercising is, you know, something that you're doing, you're elevating your heart rate or you're working a little, but there's no real focus or end goal. And by all means, just simply exercising, you know, chucking in a little bit of movement in your day can be beneficial for overall, you know, fun and, you know, all those types of things. But it's really where I do see motivation start to fleet when it comes to, when it comes to humans. And especially in this day and age, we are pretty results driven. Um, You know, we want to see a return on our investment um, and, you know, the nature of those listening to this podcast, you want to get a a result. Like that's, that's the, that's the, uh, I guess the crux of it. So, and, and if you're here as well, you're joining the team of, I want to live to a hundred where I'm still hitting the gym. I'm exercising. I'm doing all all these things. I have a really good quality of life. That's really important to me. And I, I did speak about it in an earlier episode where I had an alarm when I was first trying to, you know, shift my lifestyle, change my habits and behaviors. Remember it's, you know, playing that long game. We all know the tortoise and the hare. Um, but I did have a, a an alarm that said, do you want to live to a hundred? And it was really motivating me to get out of bed in the morning and really just, you know, take control of my mornings and really start to shift gears. Anyway, you know, I love to talk. So let's chat a little bit more on the side of things of some common mistakes and some things that I see in the gym. So one specifically exercising and not training. So as we know, training is that, that method of exercising with a more specific purpose or end goal. So, you know, not simply just going in there, doing a bunch of random exercises and hoping for a result. We want to be training with that intent and, and our purpose. Um, another really common one is not eating enough. Um, you know, I've got another podcast episode coming in about that. And episode three, I believe goes into the fundamentals of nutrition. So if you're new to that sort of, you know, stuff, I I highly recommend to watch that, um, what will listen to that, I should say, but that's another big one as well. Um, our body needs fuel. Then looking at not training hard enough. So not training with the right intensity. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more as well. Um, again, the, the specificity. So, you know, if you're wanting to be a runner or improve your running, then doing a power lifting program is not necessarily going to get you there and vice versa. So we need to consider a whole bunch of different things, whether it be our training level, our time restraints, our training age, like so many things go into a program. Um, you know, a mom of four who works full time, their program is going to look a lot different to someone maybe fresh out of school, just working part-time at the moment, you know, the, the, the level of commitment um, and time commitments. It's not to say that either are not able to attain amazing, incredible results with the right programming. Okay. So this is where people really come unstuck. Um, you know, what works for me isn't necessarily going to work for you. We have different likes, dislikes, we have different um, abilities. We have different time commitments. There's, there's a whole bunch of different things going on here. Um, and, and that's why, you know, just doing a generic program is just going to get you generic results. So the other mistakes and things that I see as well is really not taking the time to learn the basics. So when it comes to learning and developing any skill, um, you know, those who get the best results are the ones who learn those fundamentals. They nail their form. They improve things. They're, you know, not trying to rush. They're really earning their right um, for all of this stuff. And I want you to think about back, you know, way back when, when you learned to ride a bike or you learned a new skill. Okay. So you're developing this new skill. It all feels very foreign. It's like, you know, there's just really, you're, you're, you're grinding hard to really get those basics right and then there becomes this moment where you you know you know how to pedal the bike you know how to sit on it you know how to keep yourself stable like all of these things are now working synergistically and now you're pedaling like 
amazing. You, you know, you're, you're, you're smashing it, you're racing down the hill, whatever it may be. And, you know, it, it all just compounds and becomes this amazing thing, right? And then it's kind of taking it from there as well. So it's like, you now know how to ride a bike. That's cool. You might've got some results in the gym. That's cool. But now you're wanting to be able to compete, you know, um, and be a, a professional bike rider or a BMX or something like that. You're going to need a specific training program to get you there because if it was easy, everyone would do it and there'd be no professionals and things <laughs> because, you know, it was just, everyone knows how to do it. But it's like these small little things, they, they compound over time. Then you're able to, you learn those fundamentals and those basics. So now you're just doing this and then to take it to that next level, obviously, you know, taking it from there, you need to step it up a notch as well. So hopefully that paints a bit of a picture for you. The other one as well, there's, there's quite a few, um, and I've tried to condense it. There's a lot more than I'm going to chat through today, but the other one is rushing movements. Okay. So they say that it really takes, there's that, you know, 10,000 hour rule or, you know, 10,000 reps to really master something. And we need to earn that right. Um, but if you're just constantly rushing through movements and in the gym, just throwing weights around and not really taking time to connect with that, um, you're really, you're really leaving a lot on the table and you're allowing room for frustration. And like I said to you before, it's like stepping those little pieces of the puzzle on how to ride the bike. So then all of a sudden you can take off down the hill. You don't just start there, but it's all those small little puzzle pieces that just need to be shifted um, along the way, similar to learning some movements, get the queuing ride, get your core switched on, get all of these little bits and pieces ready to go. And then, you know, that all compounds and now you're lifting big, big weight. You're well on your way to the hundred club, you're hitting those PBs, all of those things. So, you know, taking your time to get these things right. Um, they're the things that actually pay dividends down the track. And, and those that I have worked with, um, and are working with that do take their time to really nail those basics. They move slow and they learn fast. They're the ones that are leaps and bounds in front of people that just go all in and then nothing and aren't taking their time with things. And I, and I get it. I'm not a patient person either. It's something that I do practice, um, playing the long game, being patient, um, and really focusing on the process to get the results. That's a big key one here. Okay. Talking a lot more about this stuff than I I originally first thought, but um, we'll get into some more stuff in a second. But another couple of things that I just thought were worth mentioning were not wearing the right shoes. So we really need to have a stable base. Um, You know, there's a few things that we can just shift um, just and and simply make things much more effective by switching out to some flat shoes um, or taking your shoes off and make sure you've got a stable base. And again, just back to that one about really just taking your time with things. This isn't to say it's the be all and end all, but in my opinion, taking your time to really build that mind muscle connection, it's not the be all and end all. And I always reiterate that just if you can't feel something moving, doesn't mean that it's not working. Like, I don't know if you feel your eyes blinking or you feel your pupils dilate, but the muscles are still working, right? So you don't have to feel it to be able to, you know, have that um, be working. However, in my opinion, I do find, and again, that's bringing that into that meditative state. It really like brings you in in tune with your body, right? And and I, I won't go into it in this one, but that really opens up a whole can of worms for me to talk about the whole intuitive things within our body. We really need to connect with that first. Um, and I do think taking some time to really just like try and connect that mind muscle connection really does help, um, in the long run with all of your training. So 
yeah, not the be all and end all, um, but really, really important. So hopefully by the end of this podcast episode, um, you're going to have your answers to some of the things that I just mentioned. We've touched on a little bit now and we're going to go into a lot more. Um, and I also do cover these in detail on my client education portal for, for those that I do work with. So if you're listening, um, jump into the training modules. I've got some more coming to you as well. So with all of that, it's a good segue into the basics of movement. So essentially muscles, they lengthen and they shorten. Okay. So to grow a muscle or to stimulate muscle, we really need to lengthen the muscle and shorten the muscle. And as a general rule, where the muscle starts and ends, okay, using quotation marks here, um, it's kind of your origin and insertion, but starting and ending, we need to move along this path. So think about where your bicep, you know, starts and ends. We need to move Um, We need to train the muscle, sorry, I should say, between that lengthened and shortened range, okay? So this is kind of, you know, muscle contraction. So a concentric contraction occurs when the muscle fibers can shorten um, to induce the joint motion. And an eccentric contraction occurs when the muscle fibers lengthen during the muscle activation. So lengthening the bicep, shortening the biceps, really thinking about that, okay? So another principle to really understand when it comes to training and getting the results, so hitting those PBs, having confidence with your lift, getting the physique result that you want, getting jacked. I love it. So what is the said principle? Okay. So the said principle is the specific adaptation to impose demands. So pretty fancy, but basically it's the way of saying when your body is placed under some form of stress, so you're applying resistance training, you're stressing the body, it starts to make adaptations that'll actually allow your body to get better at withstanding that specific form of stress in the future. Okay. So we need to apply specific resistance or specific stress to allow our body to adapt, recover and become better. Okay. And that, that there, that principle, I feel like just worth noting is like how I view life. It's like we, we apply stress to us. We can, we can get stressed, but we're able to be resilient, overcome. Like we need to have those strategies in place, but it all kind of ties in together. Okay. So to get the best return on our effort, when we're training, we need to have a very exact and deliberate reasoning for all of the exercises, the sets, the reps, and all of those things that go into our program. So we can apply the stress, we can adapt, we allow recover recovery. Um, again, whole module on that um, for those in my education portal, jump in. Um, but essentially, yeah, we adapt, we recover, um, and then we can go again. So we avoid losing those gains that we've created. Now, another terminology that you may or may not be familiar with, but important to note is progressive overload. So this is the principle essentially that more over time, okay? So progressive overload can happen in four different ways. Um, There's some more common than others. There's some where you'll hit the ceiling pretty quickly, Um, but but essentially we can increase our intensity. So that's essentially lifting more weight um, in your next training session. We can increase volume. Um, so we can do more reps, sets, or exercises for the certain muscle group in our, you know, in our in our training. Um, and again, volume one is a really key one to avoid overtraining. I'm not gonna go down that too much, but just know that they're they're things that need to be taken into consideration. And those that are working with me or that have got a program, um, I'll leave some more details in the show notes as well. But you'll know that we track this information. So we're having a look at the total volume for our muscles to avoid this, um, to avoid overtraining, I should say. Um, but yeah, so 
So, you know, we can increase the intensity, we can increase the volume, we can increase frequency. So that's essentially doing more training sessions than the week before. Um, but as you can see, you'll probably reach your capacity with some quite quickly. The, you know, we can't just keep training more, 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 doing two sessions a day, thrashing the body. Then we're really risk of overtraining and under eating. Let me not, not even going to go there in this one. Um, but yeah, essentially that's a few different ways. So essentially we want to progress. We need to do more than we did last time in various different ways um, to ensure that we can keep applying that that stimulus and that stress to the body to allow it to adapt and recover. Because if we keep just doing the same thing over and over again, we're essentially getting weaker because our body's already had time to adapt and recover. Okay. So when we're talking about hypertrophy, this is another terminology that I want to introduce if you don't already know, it essentially just refers to increasing the size of the muscle. So this is again done by the overall volume of our workout, our sets, our reps. So hypertrophy training, really talking about the actual size of the muscle. Um, then talking about strength training, this is really referring to um, increasing the ability of, of that particular muscle to produce force. Okay. So this is done, you know, lifting heavier weights. There's a lot of things that go into this. Um, I might talk about this another time as well, but really the goal, the goal of yourself um, and, and clients that I work with is going to dictate X exercise selection, orders, all these different variables, um, because everyone is very different in terms of their level of commitment, lifestyle, needs, current abilities. And we'll go into this a little, a little bit more uh, later on. But essentially, another um, another key component to you know training and 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 really learning to be able to train with intensity. So so we know that we need to apply resistance, we need to adapt and recover, and then we need to do it again, and we need to do more over time to get the result that we want. Yeah. So we're trying to grow those muscles. This is just the training component. Not talking about the nutrition stuff here. Um, but how do we know that we're training with that right intensity? Okay. So there's a couple of different things. Um, you you know, a ways I guess to assess this. Um, so you may or may not have heard of this before, but you've got RPE. So this is essentially the rate of perceived exertion or RIR. So this is the rep and reserve. Now I typically use the rep and reserve with most of my clients. Um, and, and I'll explain to you a little bit why, um, let's just chat first about the difference between the two. So RPE essentially is, like I said, the re- the rate of perceived exertion. So It's a scale used to really identify the intensity of the exercise, and it's based on how hard you feel or you perceived your effort to be. Okay, so this scale usually runs from zero to 10, zero being um, literally nothing and 10 obviously being the hardest it could have been, Um, you know, absolute 100% like max capacity. Now, the reason that I typically work with the RIR and I'll, I'll explain what that means in a second, if you don't know, um, and highly recommend to, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, I need to zone in, zone into this next key piece of information, it's going to be a game changer. But when we're beginning with training, it can be quite it can be quite hard to depict the RPE scale because you may not realize your strength yet or everything might feel a lot harder um, than you've ever done before because you're really just like learning and growing at this kind of point. And this is why I really like using the rep and reserve scale. So they all have their, you know, references um, up all places, I should say, not references. Um, but when we're talking about the rep and reserve, so What's the rep and reserve? Rep and reserve is the amount of reps you have left in the tank after completing a set, okay? So 
And I'm going to explain just a second of, of RPE and RIR, why we need to train with intensity to be able to grow that muscle. We'll talk to that in just a second. <clears throat> but the RIR, again, is the amount of reps that you have left in reserve. So the, the amount of reps you could have done before reaching complete failure on your set. So one of the common things that I see hold people back from continuing to make progress in the gym is simply not pushing hard enough, okay? So we we need to make sure that we are training within three, zero to three reps of failure to be able to build muscle, okay? So we need to be training to that right intensity to progress, to apply the right stress to all of those things that we just said before. So how are we going to assess this? Okay. So we need to, so essentially the way that I, you know, um, do this within programming is we'll have a desired rep range. We'll have rep and reserve prescriptions. We're tracking total volume. I have all these calculations going. You simply put your, your sets and your, your weight in there and we can see this information and, and read it together. But the way that we're going to assess this, right? So this is a really, really great um, tool to be able to learn. And this is going to really improve your, your overall training. So we need to make sure that we pick a challenging enough weight to be able to get into the desired rep range. Okay, so this is prescribed in your program. We need to be able to complete the set and we want to stop when we have the amount of reps left in the tank. Now, I'm not going to talk too much to it, but you're probably like, why aren't we going to complete failure all the time? There are times to be able to train to complete failure. We need to be able to do that in a safe environment. We also need to manage fatigue. Going to complete failure every single session, every single rep, every single set is very, very, very taxing. Um, and we, we, you know, obviously all have lives, different varied levels of commitment, as we discussed before. So we're going to use these rep ranges um, and rep prescriptions in how intense we should be training to manage fatigue, to ensure that we can progress, to be able to get the right stimulus to the muscle. So it's all a bit of an equation, but essentially, so let's give an example. It could be a bicep curl. Okay. So you see bicep curls in your uh, program, you've got eight to 10 reps and you've got two reps left in reserve. Okay. So you're going to pick up a 10 kilo weight and you're going to perform 10 reps. Now, we don't want to just simply stop here, okay? So we don't want to just get to 10 and stop. We want to make sure that obviously we're executing it with good form, but we want to go until we only have two left over before complete failure. So this in itself is a skill in itself, like I said, to actually develop. Your form shouldn't break down. So we need to make sure that we're looking after form, making sure that we're you know moving from point A to B, executing that correctly. But the reps are going to unintentionally slow down, okay? So we don't want to just do 10 and be like, oh, stop now because that's what it said. I review a lot of training data and obviously as part of my service, service, it's super common to see people just stop before the reps actually start to count, okay? So taking this example, we need to be able to self-assess. It's crucial, recording ourselves. We can actually see and ask ourselves at the end of the set, how many more reps could I have done with good form? And this is the question, okay? So if you take away nothing else, this question here, asking yourself, how many more reps could I have done with good form? If you could do more than two, and that was the prescription there, you need to keep going or pick a heavier weight, all right? If you are getting and you really only had two more left in the tank, perfect. We're in that sweet spot. So if we take that example above, if we reach 10 and we truly only had two reps left in reserve, perfect. We're in the desired rep range. We'll complete the rest of our sets. We probably should aim to increase this next week as we're at the top end of that rep range because it was eight to 10 reps. But if we reach 10 and we have a heap more, 
We need to up the weight, go heavier. And on the other end of the scale, if we only hit, say, four reps, the weight is way too heavy. Um, Just as a general rule of thumb, though, obviously a couple of reps under or over is fine. There's always going to be a bit of a crossover with your training. That's why it's so important to track this data and see it. The idea is that from start of your phase to end of your phase, you're going to be lifting more weight for more reps, okay? So really making sure we're getting within the rep range, we're training to that intensity, we're learning how to self-assess, okay? We want to we wanna see small increases to our weight and, and, you know, it can be weight and reps, but we have to earn it. It's not necessarily going to happen every week. We need to make sure that we can line everything up and re- remember focusing on that process. That's why we need to enjoy what we're doing. We need to, I always talk about, um, shoving the vegetables in with the potato. Like there's going to be some exercises that we're going to do in there that challenge us. But again, if we're not challenged, we're not changing. Um, But also we need to have an element of enjoyment. So I don't really love lunges. However, really, really important to be able to um, make sure that I don't have any imbalances. So, you know, I do have some form of this pattern within my programming. There's various things that we can do with that as well. Anyway, I'm not going to keep going into all of that. But again, progression, this can be a number of different ways. It doesn't matter how small. It can be small weight increases. It can be more reps, extra sets. The aim is, you know, doing what we can and playing that long game, practicing patience, leaning into perseverance, earning it, and you're going to reap that benefit, okay? So really understanding how to train correctly executing form well, training with that intensity, tracking the volume, the weight, seeing that go up and up and up. And again, most of those who come to work with me, both men and women are just fed up with the generic PDFs, the apps, their strengths are plateauing, they're lacking results. And we really do need to level those things up. So we make some small tweaks to the form. We do this through video um, recordings and feedback. And then the game changes on the other side of this. Now that we've nailed that form, we can really start to push the boundary with the intensity um, and really hit those PBs. So again, How to progress. I mean, all too quickly, I do see people just trying to pump out things, you know, with barbells or just ego lifting, just lifting a heap of weight and, you know, no real form. We really need to earn the right to use a barbell, um, but we also need to, you know, execute movements, whether it be barbell movements or not, well as well. So we need to take that time to learn, develop, record, grow, overcome, be resilient, all of these things. So there's a few things that go into it. There is skill acquisition. So we need to be able to essentially perform the movement effectively and consistently under a load. So that looks like form, um, sorry, reps looking completely the same, no matter the weight, the form does not break down. We're performing it um, very effectively. Then we'll kind of take it a step from there when we're reviewing and, and looking back at our data, um, there can be a bit of a strength breakdown. So if our skill is there, we've nailed the skill, now it becomes a strength issue that could be, you know, fatigues building up. Maybe we're in a fat loss phase, whatever it may be. Things are starting to break down. Um, this is where we can start to regress movement. So we can do an easier, and I say quotation marks easier, really an easier version of that movement, um, with the right intensity. And we can iron out any weaknesses and imbalances, but remembering picking an easier version, again, quotation marks, it's not necessarily, it's still challenging for us, but it's making sure that we're not overcompensating with different muscles, just trying to lift this weight with whatever can go. We're actually executing it well. Okay. Cause remember we want to, you know, grow those muscles, all those benefits. We want to change that physique, all of these things. And to be able to produce strength and force, we also need to, you know, the, the bigger the muscle, the more capacity it has for that as well. So 
again, assessing and being able to assess yourself, you know, seeing where things break down. It's like, is it a skill breakdown? Do I need to, you know, do a few more drills? Do I need to learn the movement a little bit better? Or is it really a strength breakdown? Now I can start to work on other areas to bring those up. So we might see, you know, your back um, is, you know, giving up um, or not giving up, but, you know, causing the breakdown when it comes to deadlifting. So maybe we need to do some more exercise and, and work around there for the next training block. And then we come back and revisit and we're even stronger in the, in the deadlift. So Again, there's a few different examples when it comes to like progressing exercises or regressing exercises. And we may need to use these at different times as well. So as an example, if we're, we're not completely competent with barbell back squatting and just to really stress the importance here, I'm not talking about partial reps. We need to be breaking parallel or the, the squat doesn't count. Okay. I know I'm calling it how it is, but I'm telling you, if it's a partial squat, it's not counting. Regress that, get better, execute it, bang, you'll be leaps and bounds in front of everyone else. Anyway, comparing to ourselves, not comparing to anyone else, but you get the drill, okay? So we might need to regress some things, okay? So we can do a number of different things to regress an exercise. So what does it mean? It means making it relatively easier, but it's still challenging us enough, okay? So far too often I see people just trying to execute movements for the sake of it, jumping into a lunge, lunges aren't even going all the way down, things are shaky, this, that, whatever. You can actually make much quicker progress. Again, bringing it back to the bike. We learned to put our helmet on. We learned to put our foot in the seat. We learned how to stabilize ourselves. We had the training wheels and then it became like second nature. Okay. So we can add things like if we're talking about a squat, maybe we're going to use a safety bar. Maybe we're going to do a front squat, a goblet squat, change things up. We could also, you know, challenge different positions. If if it's one leg that's more dominant, maybe we need to do um, some, you know, single leg work. Maybe we need to change where we're holding the weight. We can then even also do it even further. We could go back to a machine where there's less of that, you know, that mental um, fatigue there where we're in a stable machine. We're focusing on maybe just a leg press. We're focusing on the lower body portion. Um, We can focus on the upper body portion in other areas. Um, And again, we can also make things easier by holding on to things, you know, as an example, had someone the other day doing lunges and I said, you know, hold on to the wall just for stability and stabilization. We want to execute the movement perfectly. Then, you know, once we're able to do that, we've got that external stability that becomes really easy. Now we take the hand away. Now we execute those lunges. Now we add weight. And you can see here that that snowball effect, it really starts to compound from there. So like I said to you before, when I say easier, it really is in relation to yourself or the client that I'm working with, the, the level that we're at, it's going to be challenging. Okay. So remember what doesn't challenge you won't change you, but the things shouldn't be so crazy difficult and ineffective that you're completing a barbell squat with half a rep and there's no right in doing that. There's no point in doing that. Um, regress those things to progress and get much better, much quickly. Um, and again, this can be useful. We can add, you know, challenges, um, lots of different modifications. We can do things like slowing the movement down. We can play around with tempo. We can add pauses. We can make these movements more difficult without having to consistently add that weight um, and still make gains within the gym. That's why it is so important to, you know, track this information, follow a specific program for you. There's so many different things that we can 
adjust. You know, you don't want to just be on and off again. You want to be able to play the long game. We love training. We want to make sure that it's fun, enjoyable. We're getting that result um, and we can make those modifications. So we're still making progress, even when maybe stress externally is high, we might need to make some changes. So we're not messing around with the barbell. We can, you know, get into position, just get in, get it done and do what we have to do. So Again, kind of more to that as well, when it comes to physique development and, you know, building glutes, um, definitely check out the free resource in my show notes. But there is many ways that we can do this without ever really adding the barbell squat. So there's other many variables that we consider. So many different things. Again, I, I literally love all this stuff and I could keep talking about it for ages, but I hope you're really getting the the point that there's a few, you know, fundamental principles. There's, uh, you know, lots of, it needs to be very specific program design and coaching. It needs to be goal specific. It needs to be tailored to the individual. It needs to be able, you know, we have a proactive approach, but we're reactive along the way. What adjustments do we need to change? What things are going on? Are we going from five days training to four days training? How is that going to shift and adjust? Do we have more time or less time? Again, I've got clients that love doing shorter, sharper sessions more consistently throughout the week. I've got others that just want to get in, get it done. They don't care how long they train, um, but they'd rather have the least amount of training sessions throughout their week. And again, highly individualized and varies like, excuse me, this is how this has changed for me so many times over the years. Okay. So I really just wanted to, you know, what, before we start to wrap things up, really just share a few examples of where specificity in, you know, program um, has really I guess really taking things to the next level for for clients. Okay. So when I'm thinking about some of the examples here is, you know, one of the goals, um, online client, we literally with one of our training blocks, we almost doubled her deadlift. So we worked on the form, we had the recordings, we added things, we added some pauses, we developed strength in the areas that were the weakness, and we're well on our way to the hundred club. Um, I've had another client where I've been working well over 12 months with this woman. Um, we've gone from not being able to even RDL with dumbbells. Um, you know, we worked on machines, the imbalances, the different movements. We recorded her lifts. We built on that each week. We added the layers. We improved her strength in other areas, on other machines, other muscle groups. We isolated the glutes, the hamstrings. We really nailed the neutral pelvis and stacked rib cage position. Again, I'll leave a link to that resource in the show notes as well. But now RDLing with a barbell, awesome form. Learn to use the straps. We're nearly at body weight and honestly, only up from there. It's exciting. Um, another baddie worth mentioning, um, not just hit the hundred club, but she literally repped out a hundred kilos for five and absolutely smashed her goal and onto the next. And again, you know, the trade-off, maybe she was feeling a little less mobile at the end of things. Um, but we really shifted gears after this. So, you know, there's, there's lots of different ways to be able to achieve where we're going and there's lots of different goals and, and drivers for each individual. Um, another one, um, you know, one of the girls is ab- super strong and literally like hit some crazy PBs. We went through a bit of a, you know, a mock strength block. Um, you know, we had this consistently phased out over, I think it was about 16 weeks, 16, uh, 20 weeks. I think it ended up being crazy numbers. Um, you know, almost two times body weight for her deadlift hit 135 kilos, um, 75 kilos for bench. Like 
incredible stuff. Um, and again, one rep max testing, this isn't for everyone, the risk to reward ratio. I'll talk about that another time. Um, you know, if we're new to training, this is not something we probably should do. Um, but you know, again, coming into training age, um, coming into goals, desires, motivations, etc. If we're training more for like a physique outcome, maybe testing a five or six rep max is going to be more advantageous, um, really to see, you know, where that is at as opposed to a one rep max. Um, and as, as you can see, there's, you know, quite a few, there's, there's so many more I could, I could chat through as well. But like I've I've said a few times, I really just want to think about like, just like riding that bike, the first few, you know, layers that we need to get, we need to know to put the helmet on. We need to know where to, you know, add this, put our foot here, stabilize here, all of these taking our time. And then we're average, we're average bike riders. And it's like, awesome. We can go, we can ride around with our friends. Perfect. Whatever. Then we want to take it to that next level. We want to be a BMX biker or a professional biker. We're going to need to have that specific regime. We're going to need to work on the weaknesses, the imbalances, tailor it, um, and, you know, and go from there. Um, I, for those that are watching, we'll be able to see, you know, my face lighting up. I, I honestly love just nailing form technique, like improving, building strength, changing your physique, like recording your lifts. I cannot stress the importance enough. Like, honestly, I, I understand sometimes it can feel a little confronting, I have a, a little video that will go out as well. You can still listen to music and record. You just put it on photo, hold the capture button, slide it to the side, and you can listen whilst you're still recording. So that's not an excuse, but just, you know, prop it up against a water bottle. It doesn't need to be anything extravagant. You don't need to walk around with your, um, you know, tripod if you don't want to, but just remember people are going to judge you and watch you and whatever it anyway, no matter where you are, whether you're in the gym, not in the gym, whatever, you might as well do whatever the fuck you want. Okay. Like honestly building confidence, like really just like, you know, like hold yourself up, be, be the person remember it's that be, do, have. Okay. So to have the things, um, you know, that we, we want to achieve, we need to act as if we already have them. So, you know, acting as if we have confidence, what would it look like if you had confidence walking into the gym? Um, and again, failing a few times and not giving up and keeping going, that's the quickest way. Like learn from your mistakes, stuff up, grow from that, have a coach assess your form, learn this stuff yourself, you know, actually build your wins, lay the foundations, and then you're going to be, you know, BMXing down that hill super, super quick, (laughs) quicker than you ever realize. Um, but again, you know, building and collecting these wins and having these like hitting new levels of strength in the gym, changing your physique, all of these things really help boost that confidence and remind you you're doing the things that you said you would. And honestly, that's where the money's at is collecting those wins. So I hope this has really given you a, a good, clear understanding of lots of the different, you know, layers and foundations to, to training. If you have any questions, as always, let me know. Um, I will be keen to hear, you know, if you liked this episode, I would love to do some more of these. Um, and again, if you are a woman who absolutely loves to lift and needs more structure and accountability, and you're ready to step up your training, the link in the show notes is where you will find, um, uh, application to my coaching as well as all my other free resources. But as always, I look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode. Ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the You But More Powerful podcast. If you're determined to continue to expand and grow and reach heights you never thought were possible, you'll want to make sure you're subscribed so you'll never miss out on a single episode. If you loved today's, I would absolutely love your feedback and to see you tag at you but more powerful underscore podcast on Instagram. See you guys in the next episode.